It's time for another episode of Is That a Foul? I'm your host, Connor Clifton, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Cody Dale Egger. Hey, Cody, how you doing? Hey, Connor, I'm doing well. That's great. <laughs> Connor, uh, we, we had a little break in taping, you know, from mm-hmm. when we've been doing these, and so much has happened. So much has happened, yeah. The, uh, the Rockets we, are different. Every, most teams are different. That's true. Uh, hey, shout out to the women's uh, soccer team. Yeah, we haven't recorded since the World Cup. Winning it again. Are they going to take another group photo with the president? Probably not. Probably not. Will they get paid better? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we want them to. Yes. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. They. How, how many World Cups has the men's team won? Um, all time? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to say any number. Um, I've seen that the uh, women's national team, uh, the, their jersey – has sold more than, like, anything on Nike right now? Yeah. No, they're killing it. Oh, yeah. I got it right here. Zero. Oh. <laughs> huh. And how much do we pay them? Oh, Lots. let's see. More than zero. <laughs> I, I think they get they each get, like, five grand for every loss. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the women's team gets zilch. Yeah. Pe- there's a lot of things that people say against that, though, and I'm not intelligent enough to speak on it, but I think if somebody wins <laughs> as much as they win in their field, yeah. they need to get paid more. <laughs> As yeah. equal to those dudes who lose all the time. Yeah. And we're gonna and the p- problem is we're gonna get a lot of flack for saying that. Who, you and me? Yeah. From who? Oh, Hopefully I don't know. not girls. <laughs> Pay us less. God listen, ladies, ladies we're on your we're side. To help. Yeah. Don't come at us. Don't come at me, bro. <laughs> Connor, it's been a wild week, so Russell Westbrook on the Rockets. Yeah. You called me. I called you when it happened. You called me as soon as it happened, and I was like, cool? Yeah, you didn't know how to respond. Um, <laughs> you didn't know how to respond Oh, no, either. I had no idea how to respond at all. And I had no and idea I, what you were talking exactly, about. Exactly, <laughs> that's what I mean. Um, I sense it way more excited than I was, because when it first happened, I was like, oh, my God, we're doomed, just because of... You know, you, you we talked about this a little bit, you know, uh, the way NBA goes. It's really relying on, like, individual players, but also, yeah. like, the scheme. And our scheme is very much a single ball handler, you know, kind of finds openings in the, uh, you know, with a bunch of wing players in the center uh, to see if they can, you know, he kind of controls the ball, dribbles around. You know, they pick and roll and do all this other crazy stuff, and then he finds somebody, and they either make it or miss it, or he takes it to the hoop, or he shoots a three. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's a text. Let me see. Oh, the women. What did they say? They said, we're not mad at you. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we did it. Um, uh, that it is, um, it is, but the thing is, is that both Russell Westbrook and James Harden are ball handlers, and mm-hmm. neither one of them play off the ball really well. They're both ball-dominant players, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Now, Russell Westbrook is a much better player than Chris Paul in a lot of areas. Um, I would say basketball IQ, Chris Paul's higher. 
like he knows kind of what to do with it more and what's going to be advantageous to his team a little bit more while Russell Westbrook's kind of just like a bulldog and a you know a bulldog in a smaller china shop yeah. where he can reach all the levels of the china shop <laughs> okay <laughs> so you mentioned that Harden and Westbrook are both ball hogs but they've played together before. Ball right? hogs is different than ball dominant. They'll both pass the ball. They okay. both average have some of the highest average, uh, assist averages. But the plays that they they control what happens in the play, and they're not very uh, good at finding opportunities to get open or moving without the ball. So they, when they don't have the ball in their hands, they become lazy. So when they played together, that was on the Thunder. That was on the Thunder. Okay, but. James Harden was at a different place in his career. He wasn't a star. He was a, he got he ah, got sixth man of the year. He came off the bench. Gotcha. So they were completely different players. Okay. Now they're both you know A plus players. Or uh-huh. James is an A plus. Russ is more of an A now. They they won. You know they just you know Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak from Milwaukee, not from Milwaukee, but who plays in Milwaukee? He's from Greece. Um, won the MVP this year. The winner before that was James Harden. The winner before that was Russell Westbrook. So we have two MVPs. You wish they could kind of play together a little bit better, like uh, some of the other duos that are starting up right now, like Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard, who also I was in your house when that happened too. You were. You had already gone to bed. And I like yelled at you. <laughs> to yeah, tell you and I happened. came out thinking my roommate was dead, <laughs> and you were just like, "Kawhi went to the Clippers," and, and Paul George got traded there after, and you were like, "Oh, that sounds like a, something happened." <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> it is crazy though because we, you know, we were talking about. Funnily enough, to tie this back into some of the discussions we've had, we talked about the Toronto trade to get him. We talked about the Clipper trade to get rid of Blake Griffin, both of which have paid off now. So them being disloyal to Blake Griffin got them two superstars and, you know, t- being a championship contender. Nice. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Sorry, BG. <laughs> and the uh, Raptors being disloyal to D- DeMar DeRozan and their coach got them Kawhi Leonard in a championship. He left the year after, but that championship's nice. All right. Yeah. Good for them. Pretty crazy. But, Connor, we're not talking about that today. No, we're not. We are talking about something. But before we talk about that something, Connor, I have a uh, – I have a – Kind of a cue for you. Cue for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. McConnor is Connor. Did you do your homework? I did do my homework. Yay! All right. My homework assignment. <sighs> wow, Manila pad. Oh, yeah. No, I, I had some <laughs> spare time at work today. Nice. Um, More of a yellow legal pad, but <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Not me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my assignment was uh, Spygate. Spygate. Yeah. What is Spygate, Connor? Spygate was a controversy for the NFL yes. in which the New England Patriots yes. got bu- 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 busted <laughs> uh, videotaping the coaches of opposing teams to try and determine their calls. Yes. And there was a vast, in my opinion, conspiracy that allowed everyone to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Some... Uh, so basically, there was this guy, Matt Walsh. He was just a, a a lowly guy. I believe he was a an intern. Yeah. At one point. Yeah, I think he did video stuff. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, kind of acquiring the different uh, footage and stuff for them to use for practices. Mm-hmm. He was 24 at the time. He was supposed to videotape his team. <laughs> yeah. And his his boss said, uh, "You need to go videotape the coaches of the other team." And when Walsh asked him why, the guy was like, "You know, I don't I don't really know why." 
So they they you think took, it's to help us win. Yeah, they took a lot of steps to make sure that like no one really has a lot of smoke and mirrors to make sure that no one has all the details, yeah. except for, well, in my opinion, three guys at the tip tip tippy top, which are uh, what's his name, Robert Kraft, mm-hmm. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, and Kraft owned or the commission the game. Oh yeah, zero and five on his uh, disciplinary uh, appeals. Yeah. Apparently, terrible. And then Bill Belichick, the coach of the New England Patriots, yes, who was a no name nobody, fired all the time, constantly moved around the NFL until he landed in two thousand at the New England Patriots. Yeah, he's one of the you know arguably the best coach of all time. Uh huh. And he landed there in two thousand, precisely. When he started spying on people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I spent some time <laughs> looking up on this. Look, the thing is, it, yes, there are a lot of things about sports that I don't care about. But corruption, heh, I'll give a shit any day, anytime, any organization. Yeah. So they get busted because uh, a, a video player. So Matt Walsh gets fired in 2003, mm-hmm. and it keeps going on more and more people are being sent to go record people they uh and the patriots you know it's kind of a running gag in the league apparently that they cheat all the time yes they'll go into locker rooms to try and steal plays to the point where fake play sheets are being put out so the patriots will grab those Mm -hmm. um they'll try to get into your hotel room to get information about what you're gonna do Mm -hmm. obviously deflate gate being a big thing we can get to deflate gate we don't need to but we'll get to it later sure yeah it does have some significance, yes, which I'll get to. Um, now there's another person who is filming all of this stuff, and in 2006, the league is explicit. The entire NFL is explicitly told, "Hey, don't videotape coaches." They are explicitly told this is not important or this is not allowed. Now the Jets, the New York Jets. Catch someone videotaping them. Yes. How did the Jets catch him? Because the coach of the Jets <laughs> used to work directly under Bill Belichick. Yep, uh, Eric Mangini, mm-hmm. I believe. And Belichick uh, was so mad when Dangini, Mangini. Mangini went to the Jets that he uh, didn't even let him clean out his office. He was so fucking mad. So they caught this guy filming it. They took the tape away from him. And it was then in the hands of uh, the league. Now. That's the worst thing that can happen in the NFL because they do jack shit mm-hmm. all the time. Read Ray Rice. All those things. Hey, they tried to get it right. <laughs> um, that's a little joke for you football heads out there. Yeah. Um, Gridiron gang. <laughs> now, when... This evidence was brought before the NFL. Roger Goodell, the commissioner, as you said, worst commission the game. Yep. Uh, they 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 did an internal investigation, and there were maybe like three other executives in the room when they determined, "Hey, we need to destroy all evidence that this ever happened." And as they said, they uh, some people were told that they burned them all in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. And the people in the room claimed that they stomped on all the tapes and destroyed them. Why not just record over the tapes is my <laughs> question. But fine, fine. You got to do a thing. Kill them. Yeah. And they shredded the half-inch stack of uh, notes on all the defensive plays of other teams in the league. Yep. And when 
they had a entire league meeting about this. Kraft uh, was very apologetic, and he said, you know, uh, I, I trust Roger to handle this. Yes. And Bill Belichick gets up there, and to the entire NFL, all the franchise owners, coaches, he says, I misinterpreted the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Which, fuck off. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> You're such a fucking liar. Now, this this could be something that only matters to sports people, but I was able to find something that made this very, very important. One is Goodell, his salary is determined by a three-man team that consists of two people and Roger Kraft, the owner of the Robert, Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots. Uh, so there's too many people involved in this that are too cozy with Goodell yep. for this to be anything. It's all very, yeah, yeah, incestual. Like they're all they're all over each other, and so they all, you know, it's it's hard to. It, so what is this? I guess my question is, what does this teach you about sports? Oh, that it's rife with corruption. Yep. Yeah. Um, now. <laughs> What made me so fucking frustrated by this is that the NFL is on its way to making like $15 billion a year. And they're a tax-exempt organization. Yes. And not only that, but if a team is cheating, that negatively affects the economies of major cities and their states. Yeah. Because. (laughs) Go into it. Senator Alan Spector of Pennsylvania. Yep. Decided to make a point of it to go after the NFL and Roger Goodell on how this was handled. Mm-hmm. And people said, hey, you're only doing this because Comcast is a major donor to you and they're currently in a squabble with the NFL over broadcasting rights. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Which, hey, sure. maybe. Or maybe it has something to do with the fact that the Patriots beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl in 2005. And if the Eagles had won, that would have been an economic boon for Philadelphia and the state of Pennsylvania as a whole. Yes. This fucks with people's money. This fucks with people's lives. And they don't care. Because mm-hmm. it lines the owners' pockets with money and yeah. it lines the players' owners' What's uh, kind of cool about money. the NBA is... The main people re the main reason people are kind of mad right now about the NBA and especially after this free agency, like, oh, the players are just, you know, colluding just to join up forces and like head to big markets and, you know, play. Well, at least it's the guys with the talent. You know what I mean? At least it's the people who like the backs of this are made off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not some old white dude sitting in an office going, like Oh, you mean an entire league of players as opposed to what? 32 owners. Yeah. Mark Cuban recently came out and was like... Owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Yes. And a notorious shark. (laughs) 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 He came out recently and was like, I don't know why, because a lot of other owners were bitching about it. You know what I mean? So, like, someone like in Phoenix or Charlotte is like, why the hell does this keep happening? And Mark Cuban says, in any other job or profession, your ability determines your location. You get the right... To, if you become very good at something, you get the right to choose where to do it in any other place. You know what I mean? So if I'm the best real estate person, I could probably do real estate in more major markets uh, because that will make me more money and I'll probably be more sought after because of how good I am at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't it be the same for here? Why should they have to suffer? Which, maybe not be good for those small towns, but I don't think there's anything wrong with players getting what they're due. And yes, 
they make a lot of money no matter where they go for sure. But if they if what like we never when you're comparing the great basketball players, you're never like, yo, Allen Iverson made this much money, and you know Carmelo Anthony only made this much money, and so Allen Iverson's better. Like you don't do that. You yeah. go. Allen Iverson got to a finals. Carmelo hasn't gotten to a finals yet. Allen Iverson was an MVP. Carmelo was never an MVP. It's all about individual stuff and how well you do and how well your team performs to a big degree. So why not do that? Yeah. I don't see any reason with it. So sports are corrupt, Connor. Oh, yeah. And your uh, homework for tonight that we'll get to at the end of the episode will show you just how corrupt, especially in the game of baseball. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let me wrap up here real quick. Go ahead. So one of the quotes I came across is that when the limited transparency surrounding the investigation of uh, Spygate uh, went down, owners were very happy about how nobody knew what was going on, saying, keep the dirty laundry in the family, Uh, which is fucking stupid. (laughs) That's so toxic and just like keeps the problem around and doesn't fix anything. And let's see, I had one other note here. Oh, one guy said, I don't think fans really want to know this stuff. But when they know that the game is being tampered with, they're going to care. Which is his way of saying that, like, hey. Don't look into this. Because if you see somebody you don't like. Then we're not going to make any money. Yeah. Yeah. And all this compounded. It's like, don't ask me about my business, Kay. From uh, The Godfather. I work in trash management. (laughs) It's the same thing. And what what it came down to is that the and this is what's so fucking frustrating about the greed, the corruption, and I'll say it, the intimidation that likely happened within this yeah. is that they could have made sure that Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots were seen as champions with an asterisk that they were cheaters. They could have made sure that this happened, and instead they were so afraid of going the way of the Major League Baseball that they just did whatever Goodell, yeah. Kraft, Belichick, and Brady said. Yeah. They just said, all right, fine, don't look into this. We're totally cool with it. We don't feel like anything bad happened. They wrote statements that were then modified. They have now come out saying, yeah, I was asked and pressured to write a statement. There's definitely a cover-up. Something stinks up in Boston. <laughs> And that's what I think, man. I agree with you. Yeah. You did a good job, and you did your homework. Yep. <laughs> Connor, we're not talking about football today, though. Oh, thank God. I'm sick of football. <laughs> well, we're about to start football season, baby. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> we're going to have to do a draft. We're definitely going to have to do a We have uh, to do a fantasy football for sure. Yeah. We have to I, do fantasy football. I've got some... I love how you just call it a draft, but <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's what? literally like an hour and a half of an entire season. But yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> uh, well, we'll have to do a fantasy football league. I've got some listeners who, who want to join our league. Please hit us up on Twitter or Instagram if you want to join that league. It's going to be a lot of fun. How many people? Everybody's going to be rooting for Connor to do well. It's going to be funny. Hell yeah. Or if he starts losing a lot, we're going to hope he just keeps losing. We'll see. Whatever. <laughs> I have no um, idea good, what I'm doing. Good fantasy into. football leagues usually have like eight or ten. Okay. Pretty much. Hey, yeah. join in. We got eight slots open, baby. Let's do it. Um, Connor, we are talking today about Major League Baseball. And more importantly, last time we talked about the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about. The stats of the game. Okay. Now, Connor, why do you want to learn about the stats of baseball? 
Uh, I want to learn about the stats of baseball because we've talked about getting on ESPN. We've yes. talked about 538. Yes. A lot of stats on that website that I don't understand. Yes. I don't know how good a player is because I don't know stats. <laughs> so Connor's main three objectives so far have – well, we have four because we added one last time. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was he wants to be an ESPN talking head. The second one was he wants to go to Little Woodrow's and have a conversation with a random person at the bar and be able to hold his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe with an earpiece in his ear, but still. <laughs> the third one was, and the one that's important today, is he wants to be able to go to sporting events and understand what's happening, one, and two, be able to go, that's good or that's bad. Yes. <laughs> and number four, as we talked last time, he wants to have a debate with Skip Bayless. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm coming for you. Skip. Yeah. I don't even think we talked about that on the podcast. We just watched some Skip Bayless clips afterwards. Yeah, and, and we, 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 we wrapped it up, and then you're like, oh, let's watch Skip Bayless. <laughs> he's, he's so stupid. And you really he had, is. He's... And you had to uh, know that, and now you're like, I want to take this guy on a debate. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. Also, fifth goal, I want Nate Silver to hang out with me. Yeah, Nate's we'll, a cool we'll, dude. We'll, we'll get to you soon, Nate. He's smart. Um Connor, today we were talking about the stats of the game. I'm going to tell you I had to do the most research I've ever had to do for this episode because I will tell you right now, baseball of the three major sports being basketball, baseball, and football. Baseball is the one that I follow the least, Mm -hmm. to be fair, besides Astros. I don't really, you know, I know know because I'm sports, like, uh, a lot of sports Twitter and like sports Reddits and stuff like that. Like I look, I consume a lot of it. So if there's baseball there, but I'm much more likely to seek out basketball and football stuff that doesn't necessarily relate to my home teams. Yeah. But I do know stats really well because I was more interested in baseball at a younger age and had to know all that stuff and was very interested in saber metrics when they came around, um, which is kind of the more analytical advanced uh, stat keeping of baseball and other sports, too. So, well, sabermetrics is just baseball. Um, so, that being said, I feel adequately equipped to get you on the right path, but also know that I'm not, you know, Nate Silver. I need some help with this stuff, too, because it is confusing. Mm-hmm. But what I want you to do, what I want to get you now is two things. One, I want you to be under, able to understand and be able to score keep a game. Hell yeah. yeah so that Give me you, one of those weird boxes of papers. <laughs> yes. So that when you go to a game, you kind of understand what's going on and how to keep track of what's happening. And when you read an article, you can go, oh, I recognize those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then uh, I also want you to understand why sabermetrics is kind of ruling the game right now. And okay. what those mean. Cool? All right. So it's time for one of our favorite segments. And this is going to be a long one. I will say that. Uh, it's time for Cody's Sports Spiel. What? <laughs> yeah. This is the part of the show where I uh, kind of go on a rant about stuff and kind of give you a precursor to what we're going to talk about this episode. Except this is going to be a large chunk of the episode, and you're going to have to take some notes for sure. Shit. All right. Hang on. Do you have a pen handy? Yeah. Heck I'm, yeah. Um, I'm going to turn on the AC if it's all the same to you. <laughs> yeah. It's hot as hell. Go ahead. It's summertime. It is summertime. All right. Hang on. All right. While he's getting ready, uh, I want to tell you that mostly you're going to be able to look at this through two different types of stat keeping. And there's also three when it comes to defense, but we're going to focus mostly on um, pitching and hitting and uh, the type of uh, weird numbers that come into those two things. So there's, you know, even though sabermetrics are a big thing, there's only a couple of sabermetrics that really get talked about when people talk about stat lines for players. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're going to really you, talk about that. Can, 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 hang on. Can you, like, stop talking for a sec? 
Okay, there's a little bit of a of a noise from the AC. I think it'll be fine. It should be fine. Are we fine? I think so. It's just like it's real. It's it's slight. You'll be able to tell, I bet. But like, I angled it away. I think I think we'll be okay. Are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh, cool. Fuck it. It's live. It's live. I mean, we could move. You could move here on the couch. I'll like, scoot over a bit. All right. Okay. We're cutting all this out, right? No. <laughs> Connor, please. This is how the sausage is made. I have a reputation. <laughs> Nick, Mac, these are stats. Leave those balls alone? Nope. The players must whack them. And as long as they're getting whacked, people will be keeping track of how well they've been whacked or not whacked. Baseball is the uh, easiest major sport to keep stats on, regular stats. This is due to the fact that, by design, there are constant breaks in the action, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a constantly going on thing. Football is pretty similar, uh, but baseball is a little bit more predictable and a little bit easier to keep your eye on, right? Uh, and it's more individually based than anything else, right? Um, if you uh, if a player hits a ball hits a home run, two players were involved in that, right? There's a pitcher and a hitter, yeah. and nothing else. So, statistics keeping were uh, stats keeping were uh, was first pioneered in the 19th century by a former cricket player named Henry Chadwick. Uh, he created the most basic stats, such as the following: batting average, runs scored, and runs allowed. Runs scored and runs elapsed. Allowed. Oh, allowed. Okay. Yeah. These basic stats, along with others such as ERA, RBI, home runs, wins, losses, saves, have dominated the conversation on statistics in baseball for years. That was until the recent use of sabermetrics, which note deeper player performances measures and playing field variations. They measure a player's uh, contributions to his team against an average sometimes. They help calculate uh, some other kind of more advanced kind of scientific things that happen in a game and kind of help you predict what might happen in the future of a game. So, let's start with the basics first, though, before we get into the Sabre stuff, okay? Okay. Batters up first. Hits are denoted when a player successfully gets on base after hitting the ball. All right, so they got to hit the ball, and then they got to get to base. You got to get on base. All right. Right? So, if they hit a home run, then that is a hit. And if they get the first, that's a hit. Yep. All right. So, it's just a matter of getting on the base. Yes. These are expanded to show how far they got. With uh, singles, doubles, triples, and home runs, which are also kept as stats. So okay. You, so you might say. You've got uh, your hits, but I made it to, every time I hit it, I always get to second. So I've got. Uh, you've got five hits, two are doubles. So and that if, means you. If you're in a game and somehow you get five hits with two doubles, your stat for that night would be 5H, two doubles. Okay. All right. If a player steals a base, that's recorded as SB. SB is steal base. Stolen bases. If you hit uh, a player home when you're at bat, so let's say a guy's on second, and I hit the ball, and the guy runs home from second, that's what's called an RBI, which are very important. RBI? Yes, that's runs batted in. And that's if you you steal a base? No, that is if I hit the – let's say you're on second base. Okay. I hit the ball. Ah. You – it's a hit, and you run home. I just batted you in for a run. Runs batted in. Thanks, coach. (laughs) Okay, so I got to run off of your hit. Yes. All right. Now, um, that is uh, going to be an RBI. And when you cross, and so let's say you're at second, I hit the ball. I'm going to get an H, 
which is a hit. I'm going to get an RBI. And you're going to get an R, which is a run. So anytime you oh. put cross home plate, you get a run. Okay, so you get RBIs for getting me in the home. And you get an R for getting home. All right. <laughs> See, we all, we all, uh, all kind of come together a little bit to share the pie. <laughs> so that's kind of the major batting ones. Home runs are denoted as uh, HR. Um, in baseball, uh, if you lead the league in home runs, RBIs, and something we're about to talk about called batting average, you're known as uh, the Triple Crown winner. Triple Crown is batting average, home runs, and RBIs? Yes. So okay. here's what a batting average is. A batting average is the amount of times you get a hit divided by your number of times at bat. So if you go up to bat nine times and you get nine hits, your batting average is one. Huh, like normal average. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's perhaps the most vital kind of old general stat in batting in baseball for hitters. That's the big guy is batting average. To be considered truly elite, you uh, want your batting average to be around 300 or better. 300 is a nice, you know, kind of marker of how well a person's doing. Um, if you're doing 280, you're pretty good. If you start slipping down uh, and you're below 200 or around 200, you're probably not doing too well um, and uh, at all, especially if you're under 200. Like, if you have a batting average of 185, you're not going to be in the league for very much longer because that means that um, for every 100 bats you go up to, you hit the ball around 18 or 19 times, uh, which is not great, right? Okay. Um, so, efficiency. Uh, if you hit over 400, you're a god. The last person <laughs> to ever hit over 400 for an entire season was Ted Williams in 1941. Didn't they change the rules because of him? What do you mean? I saw something. Maybe I'm just talking on my ass here, but there was somebody who was so good <laughs> that they uh, changed the rules of the game. Uh, yeah, Ted Williams. Huh, never mind. I, 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 there was just a uh, 538. <laughs> <laughs> All your sports knowledge is 538, Connor. Yeah. Expand your sources. <laughs> Let's jump over to pitching. Okay. So okay. we've got the major hits of batting. I'll right? edit that part out. What are the I'll edit the thing that I <laughs> fucked up out. But I'll leave the other part in. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um, what are the major uh, parts of batting, Connor, that you've figured out? The major parts of batting? Yes. Uh, times at bat. Uh, times you've hit the ball, and that doesn't mean just hitting the ball. That means hitting the ball and getting to a base. Yes, and, and how those correspond, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we're looking at the most. Yeah. So let's jump over to pitching. It can be a bit more confusing, okay? Oh, no. That was simple. You got batting pretty well, right? Okay. First up is wins for a pitcher. This is very tricky because it's situational, okay? Basically, if you get a win... It means you pitched while your team took the lead and that uh, you held it for the rest of the game. Ah, so you could be your, – your, your team is losing. You're, the, the, or tied. Or tied. And the manager is like, dang it, Cody, you pitch bad. You pitch worse than a Hollywood TV executive like me. Yeah. <laughs> and That was great. Thanks. <laughs> Man, keeping all of my killer jokes in. Um, 
Anyway, uh, you, you're, you're pitching poorly, or you're not pitching well enough, or you're getting tired. Yes. And then they put me in. Yes. Rookie. Yes. Nobody. Yes. No one thinks I got a chance. Sure. And then I get just one point onto the team, the score to, for our team. Yeah, if you're tired. And we maintain that lead for the rest of the game. You would get the win. I get a win. Now, if you are the starting pitcher, let's say, okay, and you're in one inning, and they, you guys get a uh, you know one-run lead, and then you sub out, you do not get the win. If you're a starter and you want a win, you need to have pitched at least five innings. Five innings. As a starter. Okay. Okay? All right. So, again, very situational. Starters. Meanwhile, a guy could come in in the eighth inning, like you just said, come in and they um, uh, get the the win, Mm -hmm. and – you would get a win even though you played an inning or a half inning or whatever. Okay. Now, what is what, – or not a half inning, but like, you know, yeah. two-thirds of an inning. Now, what – can you – from what I've just said, can you tell me what's inherently flawed about that kind of uh, stat? Uh, you could do a stellar performance for seven innings. I come in – What? I could do a stellar performance in seven innings, and what could not happen that's completely out of my control? What could not happen? Yes. Uh, the My batters. Oh, your batters suck. Yeah. So you're pitching great, but your Killer. batters are knocking it out of the park? No, my batters aren't doing shit. Oh, wait, but you're pitching. I'm confused. A win is if we win the game. Oh! How am I going to control oh, if we oh, win oh, the oh, game oh. if my guys aren't hitting the ball? I got you. I got you. So okay. I pitch nine, you know, in, uh, so uh, like a shutout, right? A yeah. shutout's where there's no runs scored for nine innings. I pitch that. My guys don't get a single run either. I don't. And then let's say in the then tenth the game inning, just keeps going. Well, no, let's it's say, overtime. Let's say in that ninth inning, after eight shutout innings, some guy bloops it over second base, and some other guy that bunted or something gets home. I've uh, got a loss, and that guy gets an RBI for bunting his friend home. You got it, buddy. <laughs> you got it. Okay. Now, so uh, losses are just the opposite uh, without the innings restriction. So if I come in and I. You know, give up six runs in the first. I don't have to pitch five more innings to determine that I lost the game. <laughs> but you have to do at least five innings to get a loss? No, that's what I just said. Oh. <laughs> you don't so, need any restrictions. So it, so if, let's say, you pitch for five innings. Yeah. And we're losing. Yeah. And then random person, I don't know, uh, Ned, he gets <laughs> put in for one inning loses. Then I come in, <laughs> I win it. So you come in and our batters start hitting better. Yeah. This is the problem with it, is that a win and a loss, which are very big things in the game of uh, uh, baseball, are not determined all the time by the pitcher. Because I could give up six runs and my guys get seven runs and we win. Ah, oh, so you could be a shitty pitcher but still have great pitching stats. You could have good wins and losses. Ah, so there's more to this? There's a lot more to this, buddy. Fuck! We are, we are just at the basics. <laughs> Shit. And you are struggling. <laughs> I am. Uh, we talked about saves in the rules last time. We talked about uh, a pitcher who gets something called a save, which is when an additional player comes in and holds the lead till the end. So if I come in in the ninth inning uh, and we're up by one, and I make sure we're up by one to the end, I get a save. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you just maintain that lead? Yes. Okay. Now, the most used pitching stat is known as ERA. 
And this is also an average. It's an earned run average. Okay. okay? Now, this is the amount of runs that you gave up that were not errors by your fielders. So if I, if I hit the ball really high and the guy runs all the way home, but my guy just doesn't catch it and it's really easy for him to catch it, he, like, bobbles the ball, that does not go against my ERA. Okay. <laughs> Shit. So let's say that I give up a home run, okay? That goes against my ERA. That makes my earned run average higher. Okay. But let's say that I give up a single and it goes right to my second baseman and it just goes between his legs. He's like, <laughs> and then that guy ends up scoring later in the inning. That doesn't go against me because that wasn't my fault. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Right. Now, here's where it gets a little, not tricky, you'll get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been doing all right. Now, this, so your ERA is the amount of runs you gave up, that weren't an error, times nine and divided by the number of innings you played. So basically, it's trying to determine that if you played a full game, how many runs would you give up on average? All right, hang on. I'm writing this formula down. <laughs> ERA times nine over amount of innings played? Yes. So here's the deal. If I play nine innings and I give up one run, my ERA is one. One. Now, let's I say that. I play. I got, that, I got there before you did. Now, let's say I give up. Three runs in the first inning. What's my ERA? And I don't play another inning. How many innings did you play? One. One? You have... What's my ERA? 27. Yes, you got it. Exactly. (laughs) 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 Now, uh, this all comes into play because, like, an inning is denoted mostly... Time-wise? Wait, fuck. I'm already confused. Hang on. Let's go back a little bit. Okay. I thought this was... So, (laughs) ERA times nine over innings played. No. An ERA is the number of runs you gave up times nine. Not your ERA times nine. You're trying to figure out the ERA. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) So, it's runs times nine divided by how much baseball you played. Okay. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Got it? Yes. Okay. You sure? Yes. Okay. Run time nine over <laughs> innings play. Run time nine. <laughs> okay. Give it, give, you probably don't know the decimal, but let's say that I am a pitcher. I pitch for three innings. Okay? I give up five runs. You're a bad pitcher. Oh, it's not even a decimal. It's easy. Huh? I said you're a bad pitcher. Yeah, I'm a pretty bad pitcher. <laughs> or it's just an off day. All right, and you gave up five runs? Five runs in three innings. What's my ERA? Okay, hang on. <laughs> five <laughs> times nine <laughs> is 45. Yes. Divided by three is 15. That's correct. My ERA is 15. Oh, Okay. Then why do we say decimal? That's the whole number. No, I, that's why I said you wouldn't need a decimal for that one. Okay, you want you want you want a decimal, bud? No, <laughs> <laughs> I got three runs in five innings. Three times nine is twenty-seven. Yeah, divided, divided by, by five. five. Oh fuck! Guess you're gonna need a decimal. It's five point three. <laughs> yeah, no, it's five point six. Three times nine is twenty-seven. Yeah, that's a decimal. By, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm confused. <laughs> Fuck you. Get it quicker. <laughs> All right. 
So, uh, there you go. So a good base for a good ERA is you want to hover around three. You want a good ERA of three. So you give up a run every three innings. Okay. That's kind of what's known as a pretty good ERA. Anything under that's real good. And when you start getting near a four and over, you're going to have problems. Okay? Okay. I'm writing three is okay, below good, above bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. This is how I graduated with a 2.5 GPA. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) My notes are shit. (laughs) There you go. Uh, other some basic other stats you're gonna need to know are strikeouts, which are K's. Okay. Yeah. Strikeouts, aka K's. <laughs> Yo, uh, I'm little Kevin, aka K. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's a uh, that's when you're gonna want to know um, walks. So, okay, uh, which is noted as BB, which is base on uh, base uh, base on balls. Okay, which is different than you, Connor. Which you would be FB because you put your face on balls. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with putting your face on balls. Absolutely not. I'm telling you what you do. I- <laughs> I must emphatically deny that I put my face upon balls. But if I did, it wouldn't make me any lesser of a person. Unless they were um, Cody's balls. <laughs> uh, there's other ones, too, that are kind of... Uh, the rest of the um, things are kind of averages. So how many hits do you give in nine innings? How many home runs do you give in nine innings? How many walks do you do in nine innings? How many wins? Um, not in nine innings, but how many wins do you have? Uh, and then there's another one called WHIP, W-H-I-P. Okay. Kinky, huh? Shut up. And that's walks plus hits over innings pitched. So it's basically... Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) So it's not an acronym. It's a fucking formula. Well, it's WH slash IP. Okay. Walks. Plus hits. Plus hits. The others were two. H over nine. HR over Over innings played. Over innings pitched. Innings pitched? Fuck. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So that would be if I gave up seven hits and five walks in two innings somehow. Six. (laughs) You got six wins. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. In my dungeon. All right. So uh, a triple crown for Mm -hmm. pitching would be if I led the – uh, all pitchers in wins, strikeouts, and ERA. Wins, strikeouts, and ERAs? Yes. Okay, so there's a batting triple crown, which is batting average, RBI, and home runs. Yes. And then it's wins, strikeouts, and, uh, fuck, ERAs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just ERA, not plural. What's your ERA? Gotcha. <laughs> you wouldn't say, what's your home run? <laughs> Maybe you would. <laughs> I I would. <laughs> um, uh, let's get it. So that's basics. Okay, those are the basic, easy to follow stats. Okay. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> we have not gotten into any sabermetrics at all. 
Connor is noticeably upset. All right. <laughs> Let's keep going. Based on your nerdy bullshit obsession with the book slash movie you haven't read slash seen, Moneyball, <laughs> I'm guessing you're going to want to talk about Saber Ventures. Did you write that that total burn down? Yes. Oh, cool. You should put a note in there. Plus, that book I bought two copies of <laughs> so you and I could read we it. We will read it. We will read it. Um, the term is derived from the acronym SABR, which stands for the Society for American Baseball Research. You don't have to write that down. It doesn't matter. Uh, founded in 1971, the term sabermetrics was coined by a guy named Bill James, who was one of the pioneers and is often considered uh, the most prominent advocate and public face of sabermetrics. <sighs> sabermetrics hopes to answer questions like, how much is a player worth money-wise? How much does a player contribute to the wins of their team? How many wins will a team get in the future seasons, et cetera? It's numbers. Okay? <sighs> I'm going to touch the tip of the iceberg, and we're going to go back into it later, because this stuff confuses me, too. Okay. For sure. Popular sabermetrics that have been become more common are things like OBP and slugging percentage. And those are the two I want to talk to you about right now. OVP? OBP. 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 Yeah, you know me. Jesus. <laughs> These have been made as an alternative to batting average, or also they kind of help inform a batting average. Batting average was determined to be a little flawed because it didn't really account for walks, times you were hit by a pitch, or even if the player got a multiple base hit. So if I jack home runs all the time, my ERA is going to be the same as a guy that jacks singles all the time. Right? Yeah. And also, if I jack home runs all the time, that probably means I get walked a lot intentionally so that they I don't jack a home run. And that, you know, I'm also getting, you know, I'll get runs out of that, too, but it doesn't affect my batting average at all. Now, what does OBP stand for? I'm about to tell you, bud. If you fucking hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now, batting average simply measures of a, if a player got hit regardless of where it went. Right? OBP is an on-base percentage. Okay. That determines if the player got on base regardless of how. And it is just simply on base appearances over at bats. I have a, a short little baseball rule to ask about this as well. Sure. So do you have to technically have your foot on the base at all times while you're at first base? Because I noticed that they like kind of hang out a little bit sure. away from the base. So here's the thing. If I get to a base and I get on it and I immediately get off it, the player can tag me and I'm out. What I can do is I can put my hand up to the ump and he'll call like a timeout and I can kind of dust myself off and like tie my shoes and stuff. Okay. Cause I've just been in a game and I've seen them like pretty much the whole time until like they swing, uh, the guy at bat swings. Well, that's what's called a lead. What they're doing is they're like taking a lead so that if the ball gets hit, they can run faster or they okay. can run, uh, they can get a head start. Okay. Because by the time that that, and what will happen is, have you ever watched a baseball game? The guy just keeps throwing it to first base and there's a guy on first base. He's yeah. trying to pick him off, yeah. right? He's having too much of a lead. He's trying to ah. throw to first base so he can tag him. Okay. Another thing that p people will do is sometimes a first baseman, this happens a lot in little league and stuff, not in little league, but in like kind of more amateur leagues because uh, MLB, it happens every once in a while, but people, it's 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 a cutesy move that people don't do as much because there's you know half of respect for the game and half of people won't fall for it. What people will do is you know if a guy gets to first base, 
uh, or to second base more more likely, the uh, guy will take the ball. If like let's say I, let's say you slide it into second and I have the ball and I catch it, but you're safe, right? I'll pretend to throw the ball back <laughs> to the pitcher. You'll get off base for a second. I'll just tag you. What? <laughs> you pull one over on me? I will. I'll do it in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> so slugging percentage is the total amount of bases a player reached in an at bat divided by at bats. So bases I've reached divided by at bat. Yes. Okay. So if I go up and I um, hit, if I have one at bat and I hit a triple. My slugging percentage is three. If I go up 12 times and I only get, you know, three singles, my batting uh, slugging percentage is going to be a 250. Okay. Like a point two fifty. You know what I mean? You don't ever say like, you would never, if you go up to the bar and you say, I heard his batting average was point three five eight. Don't say that. Don't say like point three five eight. You just say 358. 358. If you get a hit every time you go up, like you get a one, it's called batting a thousand. All right, because <laughs> one point zero zero zero. Yeah, yeah. So, um, these are more accurate representations of a player's impact and can help predict how many runs a player is going to score in an upcoming season more than a batting uh, average can. Cody, I'm already confused. Hang yes. on, I can't. I we might have to retake this uh, this line. Uh, so bases reached over at bat. That's the slugging yes. percentage? Yes. So if I make it to second, is that two bases? No. It's per your at-bat. So so from when you hit the ball to the end of that play, or if you get walked, it's to help out with walks. And if you get home runs, you get four. So if you're sl- so it's, that's why it's called slugging percentage. Okay. Right? Because it, people, it shows how good you are at getting multi-base hits. So if I... If I if I score a home run, yeah. that's four bases yeah. over one. Yeah. So that's 4,000? Yes. So if I'm batting 4,000. You can't. I'm the home <laughs> run champion. Yeah. I always, always that, hit a home run. That's exactly right. And that's why that doesn't exist. And the difference is, let's say that I, here's an exact way to tell you what's going on. Let's say I get a single every time I go up. My slugging percentage is 1,000. Right. But guess what both of our batting averages is? 1,000. Okay. Because they don't care about how far you hit it. Right. So this is helping determine how you know, much you might crank that sucker. Wait, but the batting average, <laughs> I have to get to base at least, right? Yes. Okay. But what I'm saying is a guy who hits a home run every time but he gets a, to, right, every time right, he goes up yeah. versus a guy who gets a single every time, both have the same batting average. Uh, but they have different oh, – Oh, get what in I'm this saying? scenario, I bat 4,000 because I'm the home run king. Yes. and okay. I, and I well, For, for so, slugging percentage. So in, the, in this, my slugging percentage is way, way, way better than yours. Yes. But, but our batting averages are the same. Yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sabermetrics also can help fix the flaws inherent with the ERA, which measures less of a pitcher's abilities, like I said, than it does the fielders around him and the batters he has on his team. Okay. Because the other thing is, if I hit the ball and a good third baseman can, like, scoop it up and flip it over in time and a bad one can't, well, that's going to be an earned run for me. Because it wasn't an error. He just wasn't as good. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Um, 
<laughs> wins are also flawed, like I said, because they need the batters to do their job in order to get the win. With, there's not really a – there's a couple of concrete ways to kind of determine that, but there's not like as much as on-base percentage and slugging percentage have become really big recently. Um, there's some things like peripheral ERA – uh, B-A-B-I-P, which we'll get into, that you will get so confused over um, because it introduces a stat that you're not going to be happy with. Um, and uh, defense-independent ERA, but that stuff's kind of helped. This is a lot. Yeah, we are almost to an hour. Yeah, really. <laughs> we are at 53. There we go. It is confusing, I get it. But like a cold man standing next to a hot tub, I will say, let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's nice is what I just did is going to be the meat of this because all the other things are going to be a little bit less. All right. Okay. Let's go in to another segment we love. Connor's cues. Oh, uh, we're, we're already to my cues? Okay. Do, do you have – yeah, let's, let's jump into it because a lot of what you're going to ask I can ah, help inform okay, okay, and okay, it okay, will okay. contextualize. It's right. easier to talk about the stuff not just as abstracts but as real things. Okay. Question one. Following stats can help you predict a team or a player's performance. Yes. But sometimes, things don't add up quite like you calculated. What are some factors that no one can prepare for, such as injuries or weather conditions or etc.? Great. Good question. Here's the deal. Sabermetrics is trying actively to combat that. That's why it's made. Sabermetrics, so what I just gave to you are like really popular ones. There's crazy ass shit out there about like how, you know, not crazy, but like there's metrics for how I might do against a left-handed pitcher versus a right-handed pitcher. There's me uh, metrics uh, about how I would do in different ballparks. Like ballparks with like if, because if, like here's the thing is that ballparks aren't like NBA or NFL. They're all different. So, like, Minute Maid Park, yeah. we have the Crawford boxes. Those are low as crap, and they're way close up in left field. So it's easy to jack o uh, jack it over, right? I use music jack is <laughs> oh, has hit a lot in this episode. Um, uh, the Red Sox, meanwhile, in Boston, uh, home of those other cheaters, um, the, uh, the Red Sox, they have what's called as the Green Monster in left field. And what the Green Monster is is this giant wall that's really hard to hit home runs over. Um, and it's, there's no real, um, you know, there, there are qualifications, but there's no, like, set. Didn't I see that when I was doing the Steve Bartman stuff? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. No? no? Well, maybe if you watched the video that showed the whole World Series, but that was at uh, Wrigley Field, home of the Cubs. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. No, this is in Boston. And so the thing is, they'll calculate. So, like, usually... That might be a thing, but one thing is weather conditions aren't really measured because as soon as it starts raining or snowing, they don't play. <laughs> so there's not really a thing there. Uh, injuries are really hard in anything to determine, uh, to use stats-wise, because you can't really do hits while injured because, one, they, uh, baseball players are pretty safe, um, and they kind of really quickly get them out if they're injured. Two, if a player's playing with an injury, you don't know what the percentage of the injury is, how much it's affecting them. You know what I mean? So... That's kind of hard. But things like age, sabermetrics really gets into. Um, things like that. So um, those kinds of things are um, – the factors that no one can prepare for are exactly what sabermetrics is trying to fix. Gotcha. Right? Including, which we're going to get into later when we talk about a certain stat. Um, <laughs> you're going to hate this. They are now determining and using luck. Yeah. 
okay. Yeah. How? We'll get into it. All right. We will get into it. Okay. All right. Next cue. <laughs> I've heard that stats weren't always king when it came to baseball. How was the game played and how are teams constructed before the reliance upon sabermetrics? Parentheses. I'm assuming you're going to use this term. <laughs> I am. I've used it a lot. Yeah. Here's the deal. Stats were always king, for sure. Just sometimes the wrong ones and the more general ones. If I got, if you got 73 home runs, which is the most home runs ever scored in a season by Barry Bonds, if you got that in a season, that's really good. Is that an absolute indicator of what you're going to do next season? No. Is it a good indication? Sure. But it doesn't account for your age. It doesn't account for, um, you know, your injuries that might have hit you near the end of it. It just tells me what you did do. Sabermetrics, a lot of it, is trying to predict what you're going to do. I guess I when I made this question, um, like you mentioned, the, the, the stats were created in the 19th century. I, I, I was thinking, like, before that, it was like, well, I won a bunch of games. And somebody's like, there's got to be a better way. Uh, and so, thus the modern method of keeping stats was born to say, like, look, we, we, we know that your team won, but how did you individually perform? That's part of it for sure. But the reason they're doing that is to predict the future okay. to see if we want to keep that guy. Gotcha, gotcha, Because gotcha. you can be on a championship team, and they need to determine if you're going to be that same player next year. Okay. So all those stats were kind of past tense, and we're still, but and the ones that we're doing developing now are still past tense, but they're more geared to determine future tense. Okay, you know what I mean. Question three. Now, well, no, oh. I still want. So here's an example, and this is what I want to talk about about luck. Okay. Okay. Here we go. There is something that I want you to write down right now. That's called B A B I P Babip. Okay. Okay, I'm going to read to you off the Wikipedia article for it because it describes it, and I could describe it in much more advanced kind of crazy stuff. But I want to. Oh, could you know such big words like babip? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bat b b a b i p stands for batting average on balls in play. Batting average on balls in play. Okay. This measures how many balls that you hit into play against a pitcher go for hits, excluding home runs. So what this is saying is if you hit the ball and it goes in between the foul lines and not outside the park, how many times is that a hit? How many times does no one catch it, no one get it to first base before you get there? Okay. Now, what stat determines getting meatball subs and free french fries <laughs> for the whole stadium? Oh, man. Um. I'm guessing batting average for meatball subs. So, B-A-M-B-S? Yes. Babs? <laughs> Bams. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the equation. For B-A-B-I-P. You're going to absolutely hate this. Uh, so get ready. Okay. Uh, it is an average, so put a line down uh, horizontally. On your top line, whatever that's called. I forgot what that's called. Uh, it is the numerator. That's right. 
hits. Is it? So I have no clue. <laughs> uh, what, if, what if that's what people come at me <laughs> for? It's a fucking numerator, you piece of shit. <laughs> it's a denominator, which you are the lowest common one of. <laughs> All right. Um, it's H minus HR. So it's hits minus home runs. Okay? Simple okay. enough. You had 72 hits, five of which were home runs. 67 is your numerator. Okay. Your denominator, I just remembered, <laughs> is AB at bats minus K strikeouts minus HR home runs plus SF. SF? Yes. San Francisco's? <laughs> I want you to guess everything that SF is because you would never guess this. Okay. H is hits. Yes. HR is home runs. Yes. Now we've got at bats. Yes. Minus strikeouts. Yes. Good job. Minus home run. Yes. Plus salty fries. <laughs> that's how you get. That's how you determine. Oh, great. No, Wait, that, no, no, no. Is, is it say? I would be very. I, both of these terms, I don't think you'll understand. Ah, fuck. It's a sacrifice fly. A guy is on. Th- <laughs> It sounds like we don't know. A guy's on third. I hit the ball way far out to uh, center field. The guy catches the ball, but the guy on third stands there, waits for the ball to get caught, and then runs home. Right? Okay. I We could have gone over this in rules. You understand how tagging works, right? Yes. How like I, I have to tag up to third base if a ball gets caught, but I can still run home. I did not know that. Okay. I thought that if there was a fly ball and you caught Everybody it, has to stay put. No. Is that Little League only? No, that's that was in Little League too. You could do that. That's, why you, that's, that's why you were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is I, I can't stand near home plate. I can't just run home when the ball goes in the air. When the ball is caught, I have to be on the bag. As soon as the catch is made, I can run home. Okay, so I that makes sense. Yes. So if I'm running, and the ball has not been caught yet, I could still get out. Yeah, all he has to do is throw it to third base where you're supposed to be. He catches it, you're out. Ah! Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we really need to watch a baseball game. This is so hard to talk about. So SF is for sacrifice flies. Yeah, so it's H minus HR over AB minus K minus HR plus SF. <laughs> and oh. here's the deal. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know why? All players in the MLB have... Pretty much the same BABIP. It's 300. Oh. All players every season are right around 300 for BABIP every single time. Get it? Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> yes. Most players have the <laughs> same average. Because when you put uh, all these factors. Have the same BABIP. When you, basically what they were trying to do is make kind of a thing that determines, well, when you hit the ball, how, you know, what happens when you hit the ball? Most players have around the same stuff. Good players will have more. Bad players will have less. But they're all around kind of the same average. And if you don't have that average, you're probably not in the MLB. So if you have a .050 BABIP, there's no way that you're in the MLB because that means you never hit the ball and it gets into play. Okay? Here's the deal. <sighs> this is determined to show flukes. Okay? Because you all know that it's more, of a, it's more of a, God, it's hard to explain. It's more of a constant that you're trying to see where they are. Here's how I can explain it to you. I have a um, uh, BABIP for my first, first four seasons of 297, 295, 305, 302. 
pretty consistent around the average. Okay? Suddenly, as a batter, I have a, like, 355 BABIP. You're going to look at that and be able to go, he had a lucky season. Mm. This is a fluke. Okay. You understand that? Then, the next season, when I go back to around that 295, you know, and it helps kind of determine the batting average. Because if my batting average is really high one season, you're going to probably go, oh, this was a fluke season. You know what I mean? This is the constant. He went off the constant. That means he got lucky. Because luck is such a huge thing in baseball, I can't explain it to you. If I'm in basketball, I can, if I have good enough moves, defenders won't be near me when I take a shot. Yeah. Or my game will be so good, it doesn't matter how close, you're me, you, close you are to me, my shot's going to go in because I'm that good of a player. Okay. In baseball, if I'm the best pitcher in the world, that doesn't mean a batter's not going to hit a home run. Okay. It doesn't matter how good I throw the ball, a batter can hit a home run every time I pitch. So luck is involved. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. If I hit the ball, there is no way as a player. Now, I can pull the ball, or I can push the ball, or I can hit it high, or I can hit it low, and I can determine that by how I swing. But there's no – the thing is, here's the deal. I hit the ball, right? It's a rocket. Fastest hit recorded of all time. Straight into the second baseman's glove. Ah, uh, okay. I'm out. Yeah. But let's say I hit a little dumb thing and it takes a weird hop on its fourth bounce and goes right in between the first baseman's legs or right over his glove, let's say. I'm on base. Those things are lucky. Okay? Mm. Those things are more lucky happenstances. And BABIP is there to try to figure out, hey, is this a constant? Because if I'm 340 every time, that means that this isn't a lucky season. That's just how uh, good I am. Okay, okay. You cool, know what cool, I mean? Cool, cool, if cool. it's a fluke, this has helped to determine, hey, this is just not, you know. So is BABIP something that's determined at the end of the season or is it adjusted for every game? The what? I mean, you can look at a game and determine someone's BABIP for that game, correct? It, most sabermetrics only work in large sample sizes. Gotcha. Okay. Large-ass sample sizes. Now, how does it affect the stats if a bird flies in the path? Like Randy Johnson? Explodes. Like Randy Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that would um, absolutely not impact your bad <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, so, you know, a p- pitcher's bad bip is the opposite. It's a, it's, you can record it for a pitcher, too, right? All these things apply to pitchers as well. But you want it lower, right? Um, while your pitcher's bad bip could go up and down in an individual season, there's distinct differences between your pitcher's career averages, right? So I could win all the time, but my bat, you know, and my bad bip is crazy high as a pitcher, which you don't want. You want it low, right? Um, that kind of shows like, oh, just because I got 17 wins doesn't mean I got better at pitching. People still hit the ball. My, that means like a batter did it. Or, you know what I mean? If it's, you know, high or low, it, it's, it's kind of a thing that you can't really – no one's going to average a 400 BABIP. It's too hard. Okay. Because you get a little bit of what I'm talking about. It yeah. helps determine if a player is just having a fluke lucky season that we shouldn't pay him a bunch of money just because he did that. Okay. So it would be something like, oh, I'm getting like 280 on my BABIPs, like three years running, four year. It's a 350 BABIP. Yeah. And everyone's like, it's a lucky season. Next year, I have a 351 BABIP. People are like, oh, he just got better. This could be better. Yes. Okay. This could be better. 
I don't understand it completely. It's hard. It's used to spot fluky seasons by pitchers and batters, uh, as with other statistical measures, kind of put together. All I, the, yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of understand. And the other thing is, is that if your BABIP is crazy high as a pitcher, you can expect yourself. Like, my thing is, you're not going to maintain anything really high around besides 300. You know what I mean? My thing is, if you're a pitcher and you're usually around 300 and suddenly you have like a 350 BABIP, don't worry. It was a fluke. You're going to be okay. Don't trade that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And if your pitcher is – it's same with the opposite. Expect him to go back towards the opposite way. You know so what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of a way to figure out, like, hey, is this player shitty or are they just on, like, probation in my eyes? Like, if, if, yeah, sure. Yeah, because I'm sure. like, uh – Maybe you had a bad season. Yeah. Maybe you had a good season. I don't really know what I want to do with you yet. Yeah. Let's see how this year plays yeah. out, and then I'll determine. MLB players have to have a certain amount of skill to make the MLB and to play in it. This causes their numbers to have a mean that is pretty down the line. And if you do something like this statistically, where you do all these different factors to kind of make it even more of a mean, yeah, that gives you a base stat line that like doesn't fluctuate. Like The BABIPs averages over like seasons have been like 295, 297, 305 of every single player. They haven't changed more than like 0.10%, which is kind of cool. So excited to see my family this year and just be like, I don't know, Babbitt was kind of crazy this year. <laughs> I don't even know if they call shit. it Babbitt as much as B-A-B-I-P, but I like saying I'm going to say Babbitt. It's fun. And if they say, you mean B-A-B-I-P, I'm like, uh, time wasting. Yeah. All right, there you go. I'm going to give you that. All right. Question four. Three. <laughs> what? No, I already did question three. Stat. Wait, fuck! I <laughs> this one's a quick, easy one. Question three. Stats are useful for managers and owners to put together the best teams. But what's the point of having statistics be available to the public? Great. So, uh, nothing except enjoyment of the game and try to predict it just like anybody else. Um, uh, fantasy baseball, let's say. Um, that's something that they use a lot of sabermetrics to determine not just how they played last season, which you know could have been a fluke, but how they're going to play this one. Okay. The big one. Uh, people interested in just statistics and researchers. A lot of these guys that do this aren't like baseball diehards who learned how to do research. They're researchers who learned how to do baseball. You know what I mean? Cool. Um, and then uh, fans want to know if their team's making the right call sometimes. You know what I mean? Or want to know the future of their sport. So there. All right. Question four. Beyond steroids and PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs, are there ways to fudge the stats of baseball players? And if so, how do people get away with it? No. Uh, there's not really a way to fudge the stats. Um, but here's the deal. Um, baseball. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read the uh, – you, you, you talked to me earlier about like, I the hypothetical. Have, I did have a parenthetical on yeah. this. The parenthetical. I can't really answer that question because the answer is no. The, all right, the parenthetical to this question is, I don't know the answer to this question, <laughs> but I also kind of want to guide this back to how sometimes an umpire makes a bad call that stands and how this can affect a career. Yes, not at all. Okay. Because it's, uh, you're, if you're a baseball batter, you are going to go up to bat five times a game. There are 162 baseball games. That's not going to affect your average at all. You have 800 at-bats. That one time where they call you a strikeout or maybe it wasn't, that's one 800th of your batting average. It's not going to make that much of an impact. Okay. It's just not. Question five. Yeah. I'm a Nate Silver. What? Go ahead. Keep going. I'm a Nate Silver fan. 
I call him my data daddy <laughs> or data daddy. <laughs> I understand he created the Pakoda projection system. What is that? And how does it relate to stats? <laughs> uh, Nate Silver's great. He created created this incredible system, uh, which I knew about, but I had to like research a little bit more. I I, did, I had just heard of it really, and I knew it was like something that people like you know. When I see alternate uh, like kind of those kind of stats, a lot of the times I kind of switch off. I can um, because it's just uh, it's over my head sometimes. Okay, but um, what he did is the Pakoda system um, is basically determining. It basically compares you to players of the past, and what you're kind, what you kind of are, and predicts your future. So, and it uses a bunch of stats, a bunch, and kind of predicts what your whole career will be like if you stay doing what you're doing, based on your height, your weight, your sl- you know how hard you can hit the ball, how fast you can throw the ball. It's it's just bit, and like people that threw that that hard and that fast and hit that well and were that tall and that fat um, at your age. Okay. And it kind of predicts that you're going to go the same way. You know what I mean? Now, it takes it, and that's really oversimplifying it. Here's kind of what it breaks down into. It's a forecast system, pretty much. It tries to predict what the stats will be based on comparing players to each other. So, the first one that it, uh, it, it kind of encapsulates four things. It judges four things. The first one is production metrics, such as batting average, your isolated power, your unintentional walk rate for hitters, your strikeout rate, your ground ball rate, how often do you hit ground balls, how often do you hit line drives, how often do you hit um, kind of, uh, fly balls, right? Um, number two is usage me- metrics, how long your career is, how many times you go to bat, how many times you pitch. Uh, three, your phenotypic attributes included your uh, handedness, your height, weight, the career length, um, you know, your level on the minor leagues, maybe. Uh, and then your fielding position or your pitching role. In most cases, the database is large enough to provide a fairly meaningful large set of appropriate comparables based on all these things. Um, and uh, when it isn't, it kind of cheats its way by expanding its tolerance for more dissimilar players. So if you got a guy who's... So basically, it's like, I'm 33. I've hit this many home runs every year. Um you're going to look at another, and I'm right-handed, 6'5", 250 pounds. You're going to look at another similar guy who is 6'5", 250 pounds, who maybe was a, you know, in the same you know, position I was on, on the team in, certain, in terms of I batted in this order. You're going to look at him at 33, and you're going to say maybe what I'll do. But you're going to do that with five other players similar to me, maybe 10 or 20, how many you can find, and make a prediction based on what, and see what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. Now – when we release this episode, I am going to tag Nate Silver on Twitter. Is there anything you want to say to him if he's listening? Nate, uh, hey, <laughs> great, great career. Uh, I know he doesn't even run the Pakota system anymore. He, he developed it and handed it off, and that's great. Um, I'm interested to see what he thinks are the, kind of the upcoming uh, things. And I think what I'm really interested in right now, and I want to show you a clip of our boy Alex Bregman third baseman for the Astros, talking okay. to former third baseman slash shortstop uh, Hall of Famer uh, Alex Rodriguez, a uh, future Hall of Famer, um, about um, how players can use it. And I want, him to, I want him to kind of explain that to me a little bit more about how players use this stuff, because they do. And I want to show you this clip. Um, this is uh, Alex Rodriguez interviewing Alex Bregman, and we'll kind of skip around – um, and we won't listen to the whole thing, but this is um, basically what is uh, him talking 
basically about um, how the how the Astros inform him of his own metrics and how he uses that information to get better. Okay. Got it? Yes. Cool. Let's, let's watch. We were having a conversation about you earlier, and you're like the poster guy of the modern-day player that can collect all this information and yet put it to play and make you better, not worse. Where does that come from? Have you always been really receptive to getting information? Yeah, well, I think this organization with our analytics team has so much uh, good information for us to learn, whether it's the, the spin rates or the exit velocities or the launch angle, all that stuff. And I think it's great, and I think uh, we do a good job of using it, but I think there's also a baseball element, which, which the players on this team do a good job of, of doing, they, of using. They, they, they know it's still a game, and you've got to go out and compete and play the game and find little edges like Carlos Beltran brought to the team, and you can't just go out there and and say, okay, well, if I swing at this angle, I'm going to hit the ball to the ballpark. You still need to know how to apply the information, and uh, I think our players do a good job and our coaches do a good job of, of, of teaching that. You know, I get often asked, what is all this sabermetrics? What does it mean in simple terms? Let's role play. I'm Alex Bregman. You're one of our sabermetrics guys, and you're teaching me something. Mm -hmm. What kind of information can you give me to make me better? Tell the folks at home. Okay, so... We have, a, we have a chart before the game uh, based on a pitcher's spin rate, and mm. it'll, show us, it'll show us how much hop they have on their fastball, whether it's perceived as 15 inches of hop, 20 inches of hop. Like a guy like Verlander is the, the best. He has like 20-some-odd inches of hop on his fastball. So they'll show us on, the, on their charts that they have. They'll be like, hey, this guy has a lot of hop. You're going to need to swing above this guy, or this guy is – really good sinker you're going to need to hit the bottom of this guy mm. so we'll be able to right. apply that before before uh, the game we'll know where we need to aim on the baseball so if you're facing a guy like verlander which thankfully for you i had to face him all the time <laughs> i'm over 10 it, off it was torture <laughs> so if a guy like verlander who has 20 hop right so it means a ball like nolan ryan that just explodes are you literally going i want to hit this ball down no i no i'm not i'm not trying to um and see, that's that's what I did last year, and that's uh -huh. one of the adjustments I made this year. Is I would, if a guy had a ton of hop on his fastball, I'd try and hit down on the baseball. Um, this year, I tried to I tried something different, which is just staying above the baseball, so basically trying to hit the top of the ball, but not trying to hit down to it. So you kind of understand a little bit. Basically, their sabermetrics isn't just like trying to put out stats. It's trying to put out that are like, oh, he's this good. It's, it's supposed to be like, well, I mean, it is, but it's like. What's your velocity? How much does the ball spin when you throw it? And how does that affect how high or low the ball is going to go every time you throw it? You know what I mean? Okay. Because, like, his best at – so, like, a hop on a ball is how much a fastball can seem uh, to kind of flare up at, you know, uh, you know, from where you think it's going to go. You know what I mean? A break is kind of like if I throw a curveball, which looks like it's coming right – down the middle of the plate and then curves, how much is it going to curve? What's their highest they curve? What's the lowest they curve? What's their median curve? What's their mode of their curve, their average, where they usually hit? That way I can kind of predict, if I know this is a curveball, where it might go, and I might be able to swing and hit it in a way that's going to make that ball go farther than if I just was, like, chopping at it. Ah. So that's how they kind of use it. Okay. You know what I mean? Cool. So the players use it, too. So, right. you know, and I want to kind of, you know, I'm sure Nate Silver knows more about that than I do and a lot more other stats coming out. And so that's crazy. Connor, I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like this was a one where you didn't grasp it as much. I'm going to re-listen to this episode. I'll tell yeah. you that much. Okay. Now, I don't want, so the we thing. We need to come up with a test. <laughs> I, I was going to give you some, um. 
Uh, I was gonna. So we like to do a little game where I like to test your information, uh-huh. and we can do that right now. Well, why don't we go to? Um, you got a little. You got a little thing here. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and hop up on Cody's soapbox? I will hop up on my soapbox. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> um, stats. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't. So I can't talk about stats as a player, really, because you don't really keep stats um, from, uh, you know, as a little leaguer, which is as far as I got in my baseball career. I mean, if you did, you'd have terrible stats. I I would have awful stats, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. (laughs) Plus, I want to talk about how I related to the game most besides watching, which was video games. Now, let's talk about video games first. There are two points in my – one point in my life where I got um, very – happy with stats and one where I got very sad. Now, the baseball one is this, and it helped me understand the plight of a pitcher and why wins don't really mean anything. I There's a mode on uh, MLB The Show, which is the reigning baseball game, that's the highest base, you know, rated and bought baseball game, um, called Road to the Show. And you start off as a player of your choice, made, created player, and you start in college and you try out, and you go to the farm leagues, and you play double-A and triple-A ball, and then you get called up to the majors, and you have a whole career. And you play only as your player, and you just play when they play. So you go to bat, and if the ball gets hit to you, you play. It zaps you into the game, and you can control that. And it's great, and I love it so much. Um, but I'll play as can, a... Can you romance uh, characters in the <laughs> game? <laughs> I wish. Can you, yeah. The most, the most personality thing you can do is demand a trade. <laughs> <laughs> or like ask for more money and they say no and you're like oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> um so um or answer interview questions you can do too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Can you tweet out something like when you're no, uh, fucked up on Ambient or something? <laughs> I wish. Anyways, can I, you get into scandals in this game? <laughs> no. All right. Um, you could in um, certain versions of NFL Blitz that came out for the later systems. You could like do steroids and people would find out about it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. I always try to do, and I still to this day try to do stuff where I'm like, oh, I want to do a, like a 20-win, zero-loss season as a pitcher. Mm. Like, I want to try for something like that. And what would happen was I could only control, control my player, so I would go up and I would pitch this great game, but my batters wouldn't hit the ball at all, and then I would give up one home run at the end of the um, game, and then we'd lose the whole game. And I'd be like, that's good. It's my perfect season. Um, <laughs> so help me understand the uh, plight of the pitcher and why wins are kind of bullshit. A little bit more. Now, I um, also played Little League, and (laughs) I committed a lot of errors (laughs) in the field. I was in right field, and the ball would get hit to me, and I wouldn't um, get there on time, or I would just mess it up. (laughs) And so I wouldn't. uh, I would have acquired a lot of errors. For example, a ball... In the first game of the season, when I was on the St. Louis Cardinals, which were known in the league as the best team every year, because Bill Wells coached it, and he drafted the best players, because it was a draft. We didn't sign up for the thing. He picked us based on tryouts. Um, kids, which is hilarious. Um, and um, for some reason, he picked me all the time. 
I don't know why. Um, I was very good at bunting, and I was fast. So I could bunt the ball, and I could tear down first base and get there. But I couldn't hit. I was terrified of the ball. I uh, did not want to get hit. I got hit a lot by the ball. <laughs> I, I constantly. One time, this is funny. Here's a stat. One time, uh, a guy was pitching the ball, and his name was Rob Figueroa, who was a good friend of mine. And he pitched the ball. He played for the Rangers at the time. Uh, he pitched the ball, and I swung. But as I swung, uh, I swung too far over the uh, thing, and the ball hit me right in the wrist um, and, like, really hurt. And I was on the ground crying. I was in third grade. And uh, all the, you know, uh, coaches and other teammates are coming around trying to, you know, help me. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to walk to first base. And they go, oh, no, no. <laughs> you swung. <laughs> That's oh. a strike. <laughs> oh, what? Really? So I had to stand there shaking and do the rest of the at-bat <laughs> with, like, really? a half-working wrist. Is that how it works in big league, yeah. too, uh, Demetrius? Yeah, if you swing, you put yourself in the strike zone and you get hit by the ball. That's not fair. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's one. Here's the other little thing. First game of the season, a ball. I was always terrified a ball was going to get hit to me because everybody would look at me and I could mess up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I was in uh, center, uh, left field. They hit the ball to me. I'm, you know, the thing is, is I was never going to turn around and run if the ball got hit behind me. Because if I turn around and run, I wasn't good at like looking behind me and making the catch, so I would yeah. just backpedal. <laughs> and the coach told me never to backpedal because of what happened, which was I tripped and fell on my butt. <laughs> right in a big old ant pile. And the ball hit behind. I had to go run over and pick it up and feebly throw it back. Right? Mm-hmm. So I did that. Then, uh, and I never got another catch. Every time I got hit to me, I'd always mess up. Then, in the last game of the season, right before the playoffs, a ball got hit to me. I turned around. I ran. I turned around. I put my glove up, closed my eyes, and caught it. And I'm not going to lie to you. It was a meaningless catch that, like, ended an inning. But the entire team rallied around and, like, lifted me up. Hell, yeah. <laughs> and it was sick. That's so awesome. I've had good experiences with stats and bad experiences with stats. And I appreciate them all. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much that, Connor. Um, uh, I want to give you a quick couple of tests to see if you understood what we're talking about. So you might want to get your notepad out. All right. Cool. Here we go. Great. Connor, you went up and you pitched a game. Cool? Cool. When you were done, here were your stats. I want you to tell them to me, not as stats, like as strikeouts, but as like their letter delineations. Okay. So okay. you're not going to say I got nine strikeouts. You're going to say I got nine Ks. Okay. 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 Cool. You went up there. You pitched for six innings. Okay. You. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like scanning this right you now. You got. Uh, you gave up eight hits. Okay. Two runs. Okay. You gave up seven strikeouts. Or you got seven strikeouts. Hang on. Oh, fuck. Hang on. <laughs> All right. So I got. Seven strikeouts? Yes. What were the others? <laughs> you gave up three runs. Three runs. Sorry, no. Five runs. Five runs. Uh, off eight hits. Eight hits. You played for six innings. Six innings. Okay. And you walked four people. Okay. Okay. Tell me your stat line for that night. Okay. Including your ERA. Wait, 
How many people did I walk? Fuck. I didn't write this down. Four. Four. Four walks. You, you can play at home, too. It seems. Okay. So, um, my whip. <laughs> oh, also, when you left the game, your team was up. When you left in the sixth inning, you gave up how many runs? Five. Yes. Your team was up six to five when you left the game. Okay. Six to five when I left. Yes. Up six. Did we win? I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. So my whip is two. Nice. Um, and you want my ERA? Yeah. Um, <laughs> How many runs did you give up? Five. Okay. Let's I'd, say they were all earned. No errors. Okay. Then that would be 45 over six. Um, it's a it's a it's a decimal. It's a decimal. Hang on, Nate Silver might be listening to this. I bet he already has it solved. <laughs> so seven. It's almost eight. It would be it's between seven and eight. Let's say that between God. seven and eight. Nate Silver's just like rolling his eyes, <laughs> like, "Oh my God, these guys are real numbskulls, <laughs> and they want to be talking heads." So, okay, between seven and eight. Yeah. So, seven point something. Great. Now, I will tell you that your team, um, your team won. Yes. Okay, so tell me what your stats were at the end of the night. All right, I had one win. Well, tell me not in words, but in. Oh. Yeah. Uh, one W. Yeah. Well, did you get the W? Oh, wait. Yes, I did. Why? Because I pitched over five innings. Yeah, good job, Connor. Um, my whip is two. Yep. And my ERA is between seven and eight. And you also got? A save? Nope. Because we uh, made strikeouts. Oh, wait. Oh, I got 7K. Yeah. And you got the win. Connor, you, you did it. You, you kept this, You kept it. Yeah. You figured it out. <laughs> I guess. Good yeah. job. Now, I, what's mean, your, I was looking at my notes. Now, what's one. your BABIP? <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. I can do this. I can figure this out. Give me <laughs> if I didn't give you any information, just let me know. All right. I got seven Ks, five Rs, eight Hs, six innings played, four walks, which would make, let's see here, eight minus. I, no home runs? Huh? Were there any home runs? Yes. Two of them. Two home runs. All right. Which A, B at is... At bats. At... I haven't told you that yet. Okay. Then okay. I can't give it to you. <laughs> okay. You had, let's say you, let's say you had 27 at... Let's say you had... Um, yeah. 28 at bats. 28 <laughs> minus my 7Ks minus my two home runs. How many sacrifice flies did I get? Uh, two. So that would be... No, no, no. That's impossible. Um, uh, zero. You didn't get any. All right. <laughs> um, we're going we're gonna to edit all of this, like, you figuring it out over and just go, what's your map at? Four! <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll keep yeah. it in. We'll okay. keep it in. Um, six divided by 23 
You got six twenty twenty three. So that's, that's uh, just over uh, twenty point uh, two five. Not great. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no, point point two six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's that's actually pretty good. Is it? N- no, because most players have three hundred average. Yeah, but the lower. Well, it depends. How better. did I do? Last time, and yeah. now I'm going to do next time. Hey, there you go, buddy. I think you might have got some calculations wrong, but it's okay. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. <laughs> because that was too good for what you did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Connor, we did, did it again. I hope this is listenable. <laughs> it's a lot of numbers. I'm hoping the baseball heads think I did an okay job explaining it. There's tons of stuff. There's war, um, which is really um, uh, good. Um, but... Uh, but uh, there's, uh, you know, one other thing we got to do before we leave. What's that? I got to give you your homework, baby. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, we're on the topic of baseball. I don't know what our next topic is going to be, but I feel like this is a good um, little segment to get you going. This is uh, going to be, you're going to look up the scandal and the life and times, just a general overlook on the man's life, but mostly that's going to be the scandal of Pete Rose. Now, do you know who Pete Rose is? Yeah. What do you know about Pete Rose? Uh, I know that an autograph from him, there's lots of them out there, and they're not worth much. And he was on uh, Arrested Development for yeah. sliding into home. Yeah. And he bet against himself, or he threw a game? He was a coach who bet on baseball mm. while he coached and bet on his team. Mm. Now, you'll find out kind of what the debate is now. Uh, and that's pretty much it. All right. Con man, it's been a long one. It's been it, a confusing one. It has. What have you learned? What are your major topics, kind of, that you learned? Not just, not just the stats aspect of it. I don't want you to say a K is a strikeout. I want you to tell me, what is an overall kind of theme you've learned? Uh, I've learned how stats are used to judge performance yeah. of a personal, of a player, and also how... Franchise owners or uh, managers will use those to gauge like how they're going to construct their team moving sure. forward. One of the things I'm really uh, you, you sent me that article, the Sports Illustrated, like your 2017 Houston Astros World Series champion. Yeah, and it was written um, in 2013 uh, or 14. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm very excited to read that with this knowledge. Yeah. To see like, okay, how were they able to use statistics to fuck? It was not tanking. Is it tanking? Were you yeah. intentionally lose mm-hmm. to to basically have a season where they were tanking to get a killer team yeah. and how they were able to see all that? Yeah. And I'm really excited to finally read and maybe even watch Moneyball. Yeah, my favorite thing now is that you might be able to read if it says you know, um, basically if if you see a picture and it says five W two L. Um, 3.19 ERA, 1.19 whip. You'll be you'll be able to look at that and go like, he's pretty good. You know what I mean? Uh, it'll take me a bit. Yeah. Like most big well, words, you I'll gotta, have seen them before. Well, basically, the other thing is you just got to compare them to one another. Yeah. Right? You just got to compare players to each other. Like, you know, Altuve's MP, MVP season, he had a 3-4-3 batting average. Like, that doesn't mean anything if you don't know what that 300 is kind of the best. I can tell you. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so that's that's kind of the deal. Okay. And you know what? In being a good co-host, you're batting a thousand in my book, buddy. Hey, <laughs> you're batting a thousand in mine. Good. And Connor, you have a 
What was the thing that you can get a four thousand? A whip. <laughs> right? Yeah. You have a four thousand whip. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Connor, uh, we gotta go. We're yeah. done. But uh you can check out uh my podcast I cheat on you with, uh with Honey I Shrug the Binge. And you can check out my podcast that I cheat on you with, uh FM Rager. Yeah. They're both on uh, iTunes yeah, and uh, sure. Stitcher, wherever yeah. you can listen. And Stitcher. And uh, you can find me at CD-E on uh, Twitter. Please come uh, at me with your takes of the Cats trailer. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, at CodyDale323 on Instagram. And I'm at Cryptocurrency on everything. So come at me on if I got numerator and denominator <laughs> right or not. And that's it. See you later, knuckleballs. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all.